Good morning, Irvine, and welcome to another episode of Sports Matters, and I'm Kevin Drake along with Matt Burtz. Good morning, everyone. There's a lot going on in the sporting world here, and uh, first off, I want to congratulate Mr. John Daly, winning the the Inspire, what was it, in, Insperity Invitation, one of the PGA Tour champions, and uh, did it in, an, in his nice fashion with those nice line drive drives. Yeah, he hits the ball far. He hits it far, but they're like line drives. Like he just has that power behind it. But it was pretty cool to see him win because he hasn't won a, a big tournament since 2004. Yeah, it's good to see him back. I mean, I think he's struggled with, you know, some demons in the past, but it's good to see that he's doing well. And, uh, you know, I, hopefully he's, you know, staying sober because that was his big issue. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more, you know, but it's always good. You know, we're, we're, we're in America. We always root for people to turn it around. You know, we're always rooting for the underdog, and it's nice to see him, you know, turn his life around. And, you know, he's looking good. You know, he's looking like classic John Daly. <laughs> yeah, he can he can tee the ball off a beer can pretty well, too. Like, he doesn't really need tees. I know that. But I, I loved his um, his attire that day, too, the American flag pants. You know, I mean, he was just really representing his country really showing his patriotism and that's what we need we need more patriotism we just need to be more together today but getting into the sporting world there's also something big to happen over the weekend the kentucky derby oh yes a nice rainy muddy track but the heavy favorite end up winning and it was actually a kentucky horse The last three years the heavy favorite has won it has yes always dreaming this is uh but the last three years before this race has been the California horses have been kind of dominating the race. Finally, nice to see a Kentucky horse take it back. Always dreaming. And actually, Bob Baffert actually picked this horse to win. And well, that's the guy that Bob had Bob Baffert is the genius of horse he racing. He won the uh, female Kentucky, the Kentucky Oats. Yes. Oats. Yes, he did. So, yeah, congrats. Bob Baffert is just such a genius when it comes to this horse racing. I don't know how he does it, but U of A alum, by the way, fun fact of the day. Bob Baffert out there with the equestrians. That's right. I think that's, I don't know. But, you know, it's it's great. To, the Kentucky Derby is such a great event. I mean, mint juleps, you know. It's just such an, stuff. you know, it is. It's the Super Bowl of horse racing. And for, you know, those of you, if you're not, you know, big into horse racing, it's a lot of fun. You know, Santa Anita actually does a derby, you know, in the beginning of April. You, then you have the Del Mar coming up in the summertime. It's always, it's a fun thing to do. And you can bet minimal amounts of money and, and you know, and boom, you, you pick that long shot. Actually, a couple long shots did come in uh, at the Kentucky Derby. And a lot of times that happens, you know, we don't have the right conditions. It was really muddy and rainy, but always dreaming. That horse does really well in the muddy conditions because that horse actually won its last two previous races in the rain. You know, because, you know, when it came down to that last quarter-mile stretch, he just kicked it up, and it just no one can keep up with him. But the two long shots were right there, right behind him. There was, I think there's a horse that was 40-1 to 1, that place. And then yeah, there's the a, two horses were long shots that came in second and third. And then you had Irish Warcry, who, you know, the entire way, he was, it was looking like he was going to pull away with it, heavy favorite, and then he started to fade towards the end. So It's that muddy, you know, it's just, it's just so much hard. It's like running in the sand. You know, yeah. you don't move as fast as when you're running on the street or turf. But I'm glad people showed up for it. You know, all the beautiful ladies in their hats, they showed Absolutely. up even though it was raining. Like, it was a great event. Oh, great it's event. a rain or shine event there. And they do show up. And it's it's they celebrate it throughout the week there. That's for sure. And what's so challenging, you know, for, with with the Triple Crown, why it's so difficult? Because now the horses rest up. Two weeks from now, they go to the Belmont, which is uh, – 
the smallest of all the races. It's a mile and an eighth, where the Kentucky Derby is a mile and a quarter. Excuse me, the Preakness. The Preakness is a mile and an eighth. Then three weeks after that is the Belmont, which essentially is the graveyard for racehorses. It's a mile and three sixteenths. And you think, oh, that's not that that much. No, no. That extra distance really puts a toll on those horses when they're running at a high octane as they run. And we'll see if uh, Always Dreaming can dream up a triple crown. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. That's that's really hard to do. You look at the last triple crown winner and how much how much of a struggle they had. Uh, who American Pharaoh. That's who I was trying to think. I was going to say Secretariat, but no. It's American Pharaoh. And you know what he's doing now? He's producing new horses so that's his new job that's it and that's that's huge money in the, in yeah, the horse it, racing oh, industry it, it after he made you know he made i think people a whole bunch of millions and millions of dollars oh now, absolutely and now he's still making them millions and millions of dollars so same with secretary you know it's just that bloodline however this past horse uh always dreaming ran two minutes three seconds basically two minutes just shy of four seconds secretary still has the record Secretary did it under two minutes at Kentucky Derby. Secretary actually has the record fastest race in all three of those races. Preakness, the Belmont, Secretary holds all those records. That was just that was just amazing horse. If you ever ever go to see the movie, it, you would understand. <laughs> but moving on up, what do we got to talk about next, Matt? The Anaheim Ducks. Yes. The Anaheim Ducks. Oof. What a beatdown. What I mean, what whoa, happened? Whoa. What whoa, happened? Whoa, whoa. Let, you know, let's get to the comeback first. That was a historical. There has never been a team that has came down under three minutes to score three goals and ended up winning the game. With an empty net, which is you're even more vulnerable. All it takes is one slap shot, boom, you're done. Uh-huh. Empty net, goal. Yeah, they, they got it done. That was an unbelievable game. Went into two overtimes. Corey Perry finally, you know, gets on the board there. And then you, you look at the the last game, 7-1. I think it was Leon Dreisaitl was unbelievable. I think the first three goals, yeah, I mean, they, they could be stopped, you know. You look back at the things that you could have done, but you can't do anything about it in the past. Got to move forward. But 7-1, that's that's a tough, tough loss to take. Uh, hopefully it inspires them to do well on Wednesday, tomorrow. At seven o'clock, Honda Center. Absolutely, you know, to get back at that that greatest comeback because you know it, it's kind of short lived after that beatdown that happened on Sunday. But you're right that that comeback, how difficult it is to come back like that in hockey. The degree of difficulty it was even more difficult what the Patriots did in the Super Bowl. I mean, to come back. I mean, you're not down one goal or two goals. You're down three goals, and you score three goals in three minutes. That's just amazing. I was dumbfounded. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, wow, they just uh, flurry. But that's how they need to play on Wednesday. They got to play like that. They got punched in the gut really bad on Sunday. You know, they, it was a beatdown. It was, they were mugged. First quarter, you, you give up five They didn't goals. have the energy. They didn't match Edmonton's energy. And I understand Edmonton was playing angry. And, boy, they really attacked the Ducks. And the Ducks need to take that and get angry about that and just take it to them on Wednesday. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I think they they kind of have some bad blood between them. There was a few, you know, fights in the game. And, there was, and it was it. It just you know seemed like a like a game that the Ducks didn't have the energy that they did. And you know, we'll see how it goes. This is by far way. the best series, you know, right now. Yeah, you know, that's being played now. 
I mean, I know Washington just tied up Pittsburgh, but still, the way this series has been played, it's been such a wacky series. It's been just like, you know, hot and cold, hot and cold, a lot of fighting, a lot of, you know, aggression. And I mean, these two teams really don't like each other. And, yeah. You know, I, the pretty Dodgers, obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even during the regular season, too, it was like they don't, really don't like each other. People or teams in the, you know, Pacific Division really don't like the Ducks because, you know, the Ducks' style of play is very tough. They're not going to, you know, let you skate around them. They're going to, you know, be physical. And uh, it kind of it builds up over time, and you're seeing the kind of the pent-up aggression between the two teams. So it'll be interesting to see on Wednesday. I know you, you, you could throw out the historical facts. About I'm the with you on that. I don't sentence. even want to hear it. I'm it's just, yeah. One in four in the last five years, okay? Now that we got past that, it's a new year. It's a it's new a, year. History changes. It's a new year, and it's a new team. It's just a whole different situation. It's a whole different scenario. You you know, the guys, they've forgotten about. They don't care about what happened last year. In fact, they've probably forgotten about what happened in the last game. They're going to remember the things that happened in that game, and they're going to take it out on them. And the Ducks just need to attack and score early uh, and often. They just often. need to play better defense. They, from the oh, absolutely! From the very beginning, it's got to be a defensive battle. And you know, Edmonton is a high-powered scoring team. Like they have some very, very young, good scorers on their team. And you know, the thing that I did like about, even though there's not really things that you can look at as a positive, the positive that you can take out of that game was Connor McDavid didn't score, and he didn't get on the score sheet. So. It's a good job by their kind of defense to stop their best guy, but you got a guy like Leon Dreisaitl who scored, you know, two goals and one assist. That's that's tough to stop. I mean, and then you got a guy like Cassian who doesn't score very many goals and, you know, looks like a old-fashioned barber shop, you know. He's just got the mutton <laughs> chop. <laughs> what was that, like a lamb shank on the side I, of his face? I, I couldn't even I, figure it out. I think his electric razor ran out of battery, you know, halfway through. But you will see how it ends up. I mean, yeah, we got it at home. It's going to be a tough environment, and you know, we'll see. We'll just see, see what the happens. fans to be loud, yeah, and obnoxious, and just Bring that really game five energy. But we'll, absolutely, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. You know, hockey's one of those sports where it's like you could get super lucky on a given night, and this it kind of how it went on the night before. Is it's the first three goals? I mean, I wouldn't say that they were spectacular goals by any means. I mean, they were pretty soft shots. One of them, literally, he just missed the shot and then went through five hole. He, like, missed the puck, and it kept floating and went into the goal. And that's kind of how it goes. You know, hockey's a little bit of luck involved. Not to say that there isn't skill involved as well, because luck comes from skill and hard work. But Absolutely. We'll see how it goes. You know, I like our chances. It, and I knew this was going to go seven. Oh, absolutely. Knew you knew seven. this was going to be a seven-game series. I, I mean, these two teams were, were playing the best hockey at the close of the season. Even off They're air, the most physical. Even off air, I said... You know, if they win the next two away, it'll go seven. And it's lived up to the billing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely I, I, lived up to the billing. I mean, that, and also that Capitals Penguin series has lifted up as well. It's been a very physical series as well. So that'll be fun to watch. I, mean, I know. I think their games on Thursday, and then you got the Senators versus Rangers either tonight. I think. Yeah, that is tonight. Rangers, tonight. Uh, Senators tonight. I think that's uh, Ottawa's leading that three yeah. two. I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah, they're leading at 3-2. Ottawa um, has one of the best players in the NHL right now in Carlson. Uh, this, he's such a smooth skater. He's just boom, up and just down Just so ice. fluid. And he's a defenseman, and he plays like a winger. So I I like their line. They, they changed up their defensive strategy. They put Carlson and Faneuf at the same time, and Faneuf is a more traditional defender. 
and then you got Carlson who could play forward. So you, you got one of the best defenders in hockey and one of the best offensive scorers in, in hockey. So it's, it'll be an interesting game to watch as well. How about, you know, the NBA? What's going on in the NBA? Well, it's exactly what we expected. It's exactly what we expected. Warriors swept through this first two rounds. Cavaliers swept through their first two rounds. Rockets, you know. Spurs were going to be close. They've been close yep. the entire season. But I want to, like, besides NBA news and the basketball news, because it's technically not NBA yet, Lonzo Ball's shoe. I want to talk about this for a little bit. $495 for a pair of shoes. For a pair of basketball shoes from an unnamed brand. I mean, it's big ball of a brand or whatever, but it's it's very unheard of. It's it's not like a Nike, Adidas. They have no track record, and they're selling shoes for $495. But wait, if you have a size 14 feet or above, it's $695. Wow. Un- I... I don't know who would pay for it. And, you know, Mike Brown. As much as pet, an iPhone. He got, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, as much as, a, you know, one of the small iPhones for if you have I think I'd rather have an iPhone than a pair of shoes. That, I, I think so, too. And you know what Mike Brown is quoted when they asked him? They asked him, would you pay $500 for a pair of shoes? And he started laughing and said, no, no. And then they asked him, would you pay $220 for a pair of flip-flops? And he was like, heck no, but in a different words. But you know what? I just where is his Lavar Ball's business degree at? Where is his business degree? I don't know. The, he's been on the talk shows saying, you know, we've sold more than four hundred ninety-five pairs of shoes. I would like to see that. I don't. I don't know about. I, I the, the one much. thing I can say, you know, I, I, I mean, he's definitely um, a very unorthodox wave. Has kind of created a brand. And he's getting it out there, so I, I give him credit on that. But come on, I mean, you got to have a really good product. You're going up against the big boys like the Nike and the Adidas's, and you're way overpricing your product. And and you look at talking Kobe about Bryant's I'm going to be a billionaire. You it's, look at Kobe Bryant shoes; they're the exact same design, and they're 160 dollars. They're the exact. They're pretty much. And the those exact shoes are same sick. Thing. I mean, when Kobe Bryant nice. came out. Oh my God, those things sold like crazy. Yeah. So you know, I would never pay five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. So, no. I've. And you know what? They're trying to be, you know, the exclusive athletic brand, you know, like the Louis Vuitton. or. And it's putting a lot of pressure on the, of all the ball kids. They haven't done anything yet in the NBA, let alone they didn't really do much in college either. I mean, one and done. I mean, you don't really get a fair chance to really. They really only play one side of the ball well. <laughs> it's offense. Play, yeah, it's offense. And you, in the NBA, you got to be able to play yeah. both ends of the floor. It's what made Kobe so great. He, he was able to do both, you know, play both ends of the floor. It's like, I like Carmelo Anthony. I think he's a great offensive player until he plays defense it's always been kind of like a knock on him yeah 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 I but getting back that. to the matchup you know as we expected the spurs rockets locked up at two that is a series bound to go seven it's gonna go seven it, you look at what the rockets have done i mean they rely so much on their shooting like jump shots and but shout out to patrice beverly he lost his grandpa uh, before uh, the game and our heart goes out to him yeah and he hit a three-pointer and you know shed a tear and that that was kind of a cool moment and you got players that support him so uh my condolences to him and his family but that series is going to be a great series you got two of the best super superstars in the world right now which is Kawhi Leonard and James Harden oh I know just seeing those guys battle and it, it they make uh D'Antoni look like a genius like a genius for moving Harden to point guard and uh 
We'll see what how it ends up panning out for the MVP race. I mean, James Harden has had an unbelievable season. Unbelievable. So it's just so tough to say, you know, how the, how to do these votings and what it is that they actually look at. Because, yeah, you could say Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's it's amazing. A, it's a toss-up. Triple-double. He's definitely have the numbers. But as far as efficiency, James Harden's. I th- a little I think bit more he's efficient, more assists. Yes, he's he's more efficient as far as like you know with the scoring with his team. You know, and his team had a better record. Absolutely, know? and there's and they're in the second round of the playoffs, and they're about to take out. Well, I wouldn't say well, take we'll say, out. We'll see, we'll see. It's Let's a three game series. Early, too early, too early. It's a three game series, but both teams have have, have critical injuries. Uh, Nene is out now for the Rockets, yeah, and Tony of course Parker. Tony Parker's out for the Spurs. And it's like you said, the next man up. Yeah. You know, the Spurs with that system, it's just such a fluid system. Similar to like the triangle offense where you don't really need a point guard. You just the next person up. It just as long as you apply so by the system. They're gonna rely a lot on Clint Capella and you know, we'll see we'll see more of Montrez Harrell probably play, um, as in terms of the next man up kind of situation. Both of them have been very, very good this year, you know. And on the other end, the Spurs have two point guards that they can play in Patty Mills, who's, you know, St. Mary's product, and then you also have DeJounte Murray out of Washington. And so. he's an Aussie. Yeah, he's that, that <laughs> Patty Mills Aussie, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, both teams have had injuries. It's going to be tough for both teams. Whichever one gets through, the Warriors are playing a different pace. You know, they're playing some special. Ba- they are the best team. They're playing the best team basketball right now while on the other end the Cavs have the best player playing right now um, so it would be interesting I, I, to see I don't know I mean Cavaliers have a pretty good team too Darren Williams has so definitely they, stepped they up been Kyrie Irving is playing pretty well Kyrie Irving's been performing yeah, I mean, Jan- Kevin LeBron Love. James has a lot of help Kevin Love's not been performing, you know, and you look at the other players, the the role players around, you, you're going to have to rely on LeBron James scoring 35 points a night. I mean, you know, more, which he's been averaging. That's, but he's ready for it. He's ready for it. He's the, one of the best basketball players in the world. But it, It's going to come down to uh, how these teams respond in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. You know, what, what happens? Who's going to win the Spurs-Rockets series? Who's going to give the most trouble to the Warriors? Same on the other side. I think the Celtics and Wizards are tied up at two. Well, it, I know. I can guarantee one thing. The winner of the Celtics versus Wizards is not going to take LeBron lightly. They are going to play him physical. Like uh, That's the one thing that both of these teams have been, and that's the one thing that the Rock or the uh, the Raptors and the Pacers you know, have kind of struggled with is you know the physicality of basketball. Um, so we'll see how it kind of ends up working out. It, it kind of works itself out to – I mean, the NBA is is broken up into two elite teams. I'm unfortunately to say, yeah. you know, and uh, we'll see how you know what will happen in the future, injuries, whatnot, you know. So there's a lot of unpredictability, but well, I I mean, we're shaping up to see a Warriors versus Cavaliers round three. Yeah, so. yeah, this is the best of three. We'll see what happens. I mean, the Warriors have only won one championship with this awesome team. Well, you know, so we'll see they had how they're awesome going to team. And then they added the third best player in right. the world by they you know, didn't even need him. They set the record for wins want. without Kevin Durant. Yeah, without Kevin Durant, yeah. and now you add Kevin Durant. Jeez, man, jeez, oh, and I, we said it at the very beginning of the year that was that is unbelievable. And you know this 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 Warriors team is you know built for this kind of game. But you know it's kind of be interesting to see how it all shapes up. It's going to shape up nicely because it's going to—it's just going to be a nice tune-up to the championship. But speaking of all-conference selections here at, at UCI, we got some tennis players I need to mention here. 
Sebastian Heim was the all-conference selection. Luca Marquard, Luis Lopez, and Mason Hansen. Congratulations to all four of you. Yeah, congratulations. For, they've been just kicking butt in the tennis world here. Yeah. We love tennis here, so... Also, on the flip side, we got, you know, National Signing Day for baseball. Yes, what happened? I saw we got some good prospects here. We got some great – well, the one thing that UCI struggled with this year is is pitching, and, you know, their best pitcher was out in the very beginning of the season, which is kind of, you know, a bummer. But they got some great pitching coming in. All of these guys have great swing and miss ratios. Like, they have have some really good guys. You got Ashford Braden, who could pitch 90-plus miles an hour, which that's – that's an impressive thing. To do. Coming out of people. high school, be able Coming to do that. Jeez. And then you got a left-hander, you know, Marquez Bryant, who apparently has thrown two no-hitters in 2017. Wow. And so that, and he's got a great, some great stuff out of Rancho Bernardo down in San Diego, which is a great high school. Great high school with some great athletes come through. A very big high school down there. And then you got Rashi Taylor, who has a big guy, six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds, right-hander. Wow. And he has he led their the number one JC team, um, so he's a community college transfer and strikeout. So you got guys that can swing power and pitcher, very a lot of yes. power pitching, you know, and a lot of good curveballs from the other two. And then you add a catcher who you know is a, a in, you know California honorable mention, which you need a, you catcher's the leader of the team. That's the quarterback. So we'll see how he exactly. does in the leadership role. So it's looking bright for the yeah. baseball, and that's always one thing that this baseball team has got. It's great players. Absolutely, and they need, they certainly needed the help, and you know it's going to bode well for the future of this uh, baseball team. Of course, the women's water polo team is going to kick off the NCAA tournament on the big Mother's Day weekend, starting Friday, May twelfth. Uh, don't know who their opponent is, but you can always check on the website there at the UCI Irvine or UCIrvineSports.com, and then we're KUCI.org. And the Angels are in second place right now. Hey, they're climbing up. Yeah, they're you- climbing up. But the thing is, is, you know, their run differential is not in their favor. I think they're minus nine right now, which, I, the, you know, they, they got sure up some pitching, but their offense has been unbelievable this year. So second place is pretty good this early on, but it's very close. The Dodgers know. are in second it's place close. Like, behind the Rockies. That's, that's surprising. Matt, I apologize, but my Reds just went haywire on your yeah, Giants yeah, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 31 runs scored, but the Yankees... Yeah. Reminded the Reds. They reminded the Reds who the better team is. (laughs) Unbelievable. They're so good this year. They have a great pitching staff. They got outfielders who can just mash the ball. So Aaron Judge, huge human being. I'm calling it, though. The Reds are going to beat the Yankees tonight, even that series up. Uh, We'll see. (laughs) We'll see about that. Well, listen, we thank you so much for tuning in here at Sports Matters. I know our time was very limited today, but we appreciate Matt's two grandmas. Oh, yeah. Hugs to my grandmas and I need to give a special shout out to my kindergarten teacher who let me bring in the sports section to learn to read. So, Mrs. Nice. Jacobs, good morning wherever you are. You know, <laughs> I got and I give love to my grandmas every show. Love you. Love, coming love, up, love. Coming up next, we have Kenny Jones with news and views. But before we do that, you can catch us on SoundCloud. I will have this podcast on there. Sports Matters Radio is the handle. Yeah, don't and just forget go straight. to donate. And, of course, we want you to donate. And Mr. Henry Rollins is actually going to have something to say about that. But uh, but be careful out there on the roads, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little slick out there. We don't want anything to happen. Take your time. It's okay if you're going to run late, 15, 20 minutes. It's fine. Just get there in one piece, okay? (laughs) Yeah, safety. Well, it's a pleasure, and enjoy your afternoon. 
Henry Rollins. And you know what the facts are? The facts are is there's no such thing as a free lunch and there's no such thing as free non-commercial underground free form radio listening without contributions from you, the listener. KUCI's fund drive is happening right now and you can donate at 949-824-KUCI. That is 949-824-KUCI or conveniently online at KUCI.org. Please give generously and support this wonderful radio station. I thank you.